Jack, I think we should talk about Twitter and what the new verification scheme means for the cybersecurity community. How do you feel about that? I feel excellent because <laughs> one of the anti-tweetlings is uh, Chris Kreb, who at one point in time was the head of CISA, which most of us in the security industry know. For those of you who don't know the acronym, it's Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. But basically, they provide recommendations and whatnot into the cybersecurity community. And so even though he, he's out, he was uh, relieved by Donald Trump after asserting that there were, was no election fraud. And we won't touch that on this election day. He was thrown out. And so he is now you know, knowledgeable. He's been in the industry for a while. And so people said, so what do you think about the fact that Twitter is going to get rid of the blue check mark or make you pay for it and go through a different thing? And his statements were, it's going to create a very chaotic environment. Now, number one, I'm highly disappointed because the placid and serene lake that is the surface of Twitter will not do well with any disruption because seldom will you see, you know, controversial opinions posted there. But number two, it seems to me that the eight bucks a month to get verified not only provides just about the same level of authentication and verification as the old system did, but it's actually a lot cheaper and less geared towards the oligarchy than the old system was. So my opinion is much of friggin' ado about nothing. I don't understand why people are getting so upset about it. And I've got a couple of other factoids in my back pocket I'll be happy to share. Let me just kind of set the table here a little bit. And mostly I'm kind of doing this for myself because I spend so much time on social media and <laughs> I, I understand how, how all this stuff works all the time. Antisocial non-media star. There you go. If I was on it, I'm pretty sure it'd be the antisocial version. So let me, let, me, let me just make sure I understand this correctly. So Chris Krebs, as just someone whose name is here and others are speculating or have a theory that allowing a paid for blue tick validation on someone's Twitter handle is going to create chaos because the blue check has been historically associated with validated and verified users who never spread anything false or wrong. And therefore, because now we have an additional population of people who now also have the blue tick that they may have paid for, they have a higher sense of credibility or an equal sense of credibility to those who used to have it that didn't pay for it? Is that the concern here? I believe that ostensibly the concern is that Twitter will suddenly become rife with fake news from people with blue checks, which just by the way, and again, I'm about as adept at social media, especially Twitter as you. I was like, what the F is a blue check? To start with, right? Whatever idiots out there posting, I just see it. But there's another wrinkle to this, Justin, that I think is important. Like Stephen King, great author, love his stuff. He lost his mind. He said, if you make me pay 20 bucks a month, I'm out because I can't afford that. No, he didn't really say that, but I have no idea why. And the other contention is that if you can't trust we, the blue check population, as the ultimate arbiters of truth and not fake news, who can you trust? Right. And I think that that's the idea. And I think that when Krebs is talking about the environment getting chaotic, it's like, well, you just don't know who to trust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really trust you because you have a blue check mark. That's enough for me. <laughs> Dude, I, I think people have lost their minds. 
I, I actually don't even know where to start. We can talk cybersecurity about it. Yeah. Well, let's get all cybery. Let's talk about this as an authentication mechanism. Do I trust the source? How about this as an angle for us today in the phone world? So let's talk about this as an authentication source. Originally, the blue check was associated with people who were not required to make any assertions about the style of content that they'd offer. All they did was prove that they were who they said they were. That was the purpose of it. Kind of a pain in the ass, but they would go through it if they wanted other people to trust what they said and believe they were who they say they were. Now, that's good for some people, celebrities, sports stars, uh, media folks, companies who didn't want horrible things posted under their names. Got it. That I can understand. The purpose there was I can validate that I am not that person because I have a validated account that really is me. And if you see, you know, Jack Danny, he posting something like pork fat is horrible, you'll know right away that that's not the truth. And I didn't really say that because number one, you'd know I wouldn't say it. But then the Twitter users know I didn't say it because of the blue check. So I can sort of, I can sort of get it, right? But they never say, I'm not going to lie. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I came up an article in PC World from February of 2021 where it showed that even back then in 2020, there was a smaller set of blue check verified users, but they had shared over 40 million pieces of content that were labeled as fake. So as a means of asserting that the content can be more trusted because of its source, I'm going zero trust in the blue check. <laughs> well, if you, I guess, reverse the clock, this might have been 10 years ago at this point. There was a point in time where the industry was talking about social media being the source of authentication. Mm. If you use social media, there's something that is authentic about you and how you choose to operate, right? And saying like Facebook was also an example at the time of saying, this is the most authentic version of you, right? And then back in 2012, it was saying, well, let's also just use that for authentication purposes because it would take too long to create that type of credibility across like social channels. But I think while back then to me, my version of history here, <laughs> so, like, that made a lot of sense. But between then and now, like we're so far away from that. We're leaps and bounds from it, away from that. And say like as much credibility as we put into it now we have opposite levels of credibility in it today so like why the fuck does this actually matter 100 correct and frankly the fact it costs eight bucks a month we know that person is able to pay eight bucks a month we know they have a valid email address to get billed eight bucks a month so i think we have a tighter grasp on their posting throats than we do if they just verified once and then sort of on and on Right. So for me, it's a completely different form of verification. I can tell you that if they assert themselves to be Jack Danahy and they have Jack Danahy's credit card and the email is one of Jack Danahy's email, this anti wonderful anti-fraud of the credit card companies, right? They're going to know pretty quick if it ain't me, right? And so I don't know why people are pretending that somehow the magical blue check is less persuasive as an authenticating mechanism than it was before, just from a cyber perspective, because I got more factors in the other one. One last thing, right? The idea that the blue check is, again, uh, a means through which you can stop fraudulent content from sort of being read. 
recognize that a lot of the people with blue checks believe their own version of events. They believe their own versions of truth, their own versions of reality. I can't imagine why making the blue check eight bucks is going to make somehow an audience of people who are reading these things less aware one way or the other, whether it's truthful or not. The only time I've gotten frustrated about the airline granting too much premier level access or executive elite is when there's not enough first class seats for myself. And I think this is like another example of that, right? Of saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm speculating, right? Is you have a population of users that said like, my voice was authoritative on this platform because I had a blue check that therefore supersedes and has more credibility than the one that doesn't. And now everything's equal. And now others are being listened to in the same way that I had been in the past. Like we have equal levels of credibility. And because of that, like I have to up-level the content and the value that I provide to anybody that chooses to follow me around. But like, here's the thing, like coming back to like your piece about validation, right? Is saying there's a credit card number behind it. You have other institutions now validating the transaction. You have banks, you have Twitter themselves validating you are who you say you are. If someone is going to conduct fraud on a platform, or looking to commit a crime, it's not super likely that they're going to pay to get a credible level of access in order to commit the crime, Mm -hmm. right? Like Twitter itself is still free. You don't have to pay the eight bucks. And by the way, like if I'm like about to conduct a crime or I want to create a level of fraud and we see it from people all the time is like, they're trying to be anonymous. They don't want to pay because it creates another piece of it, like their digital fingerprint and how the crime's being perpetuated. Rather, you use the free version of Twitter or the free version of a social media platform to validate and direct to another piece of digital evidence or digital fraud elsewhere. And that could be something as simple as saying, like, I'm going to spin up a malicious version of a website or a waterhole version of a website. And I'm going to use a free version of Twitter and a free version of social media to validate and direct users to that other nefarious site that is not on the platform. By the way, like if I'm going to do that or anybody else is going to do that, you don't want the blue check for a whole variety of reasons. Mostly is because you start leaving clues about like how you get blocked and how all this stuff kind of comes back to you. But as far as like creating like chaotic environments, to me, the only chaos that it really creates is it forces people to be more like truthful and sincere about like the the content that they put out there and to them that that version of sincere and truthful could be like their own version of the truth which is totally fine yeah knock yourself out but you have to know that there's going to be other people with the same check with their own versions of the truth so it's kind of like i realize like a lot of this thing comes back down to like political angles but when you have the left and the right both going at each other and going at the platform for their own self-validation purposes, to me, that means you're probably doing something right, especially for a platform like Twitter. Yeah, there you go. That's actually well said, man. And just so the audience knows, originally, right, the deep level of trust that people had in the blue check mark was based on, number one, the authenticity of them, right? And to defend or to define your authenticity, you either had to be on a website that specified you and your Twitter account, not really in the hands of the average Joe or Jane. Number two, you had to be willing to send your driver's license or passport to the folks at Twitter. I think, you know, no, uh, not to anyone. And then you also had to have an email address. I love the way this is phrased. 
with a domain relative to the nobility, notability category you choose. All right, a notability <laughs> category. So I'm going to have create a new domain, jack at easttomuchgoodfood.com. So now my website is associated with something I'm going to be notable for, and that makes it. So again, it's all this sort of kabuki nonsense, right? Because it doesn't mean anything. Any one of those, well, aside from the fact you're willing to send your private information to Twitter to hold so you can prove you are you, which I'm not a super fan as far as that goes. You also have to be notable, which means that if you want to be verified, so it's not just about being verified. It's about being verified and one of the intelligentsia. You need to be in news coverage or show you on Google Trends or have your own page on Wikipedia because Lord knows those are indicators of somebody who is both trustworthy and, and important. So to me, the original requirements were, number one, such a low bar. But number two, they're so middle school click sounding. Are you one of the special peeps? Are you going to get a Valentine with your name on it is what it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like a great means of authentication. I'd rather have Elon taking money from people, improving the service, improving profitability, and frankly, being able to tie somebody to a credit card where somebody who's got some skin in the game is making a decision about who you are. Yeah, I like it. Jack, let me, let me ask you the big question here. Are you going to stay on Twitter? As our poor friend Holly McDubswell knows, you and I are not frequent participants in the Tweetling marketplace. There's a lot of noise there. There's some great folks who post interesting content there. But the format of it, where stuff scrolls by, let's say you know I scroll something about you being in the street talking about election cybersecurity, like you were today. I'm like, hey, read Justin's thing in the street? Ellen Chang rocks. Like literally 15 seconds later, all the morons who are posting nonsensical commentary has just driven that tweet off of people's pages. They'll never even see it. So for me, it's a it's it's not really my platform of choice because I'm not the kind of person who's looking at it all day long. And I think the people we're trying to help that I want to help, that I want to communicate with, they're not staring at their screen for Twitter all day long either. Not that Twitter's not great. I think Twitter's great for any number of things, but it's it's probably just not in my wheelhouse. How about you, Justin? Are you gonna resume your prolific tweeting career? I'm back. <laughs> I'm going to resurrect it. No one should expect much or any content at all. I'm really not that witty, but most importantly, I don't really give a Turkey. shit. Yeah, and there you go. And there you have it. Yeah. So I guess our judgment is from a cybersecurity perspective, I don't know why cybersecurity people like Chris Krebs are getting involved in this discussion or why they're being asked this question because it's got absolutely jacked to do with cybersecurity. But number two, if I look at it, I think if I were to apply traditional authentication protocols for cybersecurity, I'd be like, I think forcing somebody to pay eight bucks a month and giving me enough information to make that happen is probably every bit as valid as the mechanisms they had in place before. So just, just strictly from a cyber standpoint, I personally like it a lot. To me, you're forcing a level of accountability with this. And like, sure, like fraud happens, stolen credit cards happen, like weird stuff happen, but that's not going to last long. Right, like stolen cards get reported, accounts get banned, but the pay per use coupled with everything else that's seemingly proposed right now about like parity accounts and you know trying to tamp that part of it down, to me, it creates more of uh, more of the scenario like you you are who you say you are. So maybe he's creating maybe he's creating a Twitter verse that we will find ourselves happy to be part of in the future. Was, did you just say Twitterverse? I did say Twitterverse. It just came out of my mouth. <laughs> I 
I like it. It's gonna it's, it's going it's going to be friendly neighbors with the metaverse. That's uh, yikes. Yeah, that's that's a great race to the bottom. Yeah. Adjacent planets. The omniverse that's coming next. Yeah. Well, all right, man. I think we beat the hell out of this one. I think that's about enough. I'm giving it a blue check mark. <laughs> well, that'll be eight bucks. Excellent. <laughs> all right. If you need um, cybersecurity help, info at newhowersecurity.com. If you want to catch me on the tweet deck with the uh, with the latest uh, tweet verse news, we'll uh, put my new handle in the show notes because it's going to be delicious and yummy. Excellent. So, get you on the next episode. Deuces. <laughs>